1: Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you in advance for following us on Twitter and Facebook at There It Is Pod. There's this really great thought that I heard that John Mayer shared. Uh, Yes, I'm sharing another John Mayer quote, no apologies. It's a good one. He's saying something to artists who are putting work out into the world, or if you have aspirations to do so. And he said, the days of consensus are over. There will never again be a great big world that agrees on you. The attempt to be loved by all is a good one, but it's an outmoded one. The only way to find true happiness is to accept this. Find your audience, love them, play to them, but protect yourself from the certain injury of trying to bring the larger world to agreement. That pie is sliced in so many slivers now. Enjoy your slice of the pie. That's such good advice, and... I agree that you can't get universal agreement. I don't know that we ever could. I think there were people that we thought were universally loved 30 years ago, but there was no Twitter. And so we didn't hear all of the dissent and disagreement on on artists from 30 years ago or 25 years ago. But now I think there's this added thing of people being so intentionally mean and nasty and expressing their dislike of something to the point that it's really ridiculous a case in point the Super Bowl halftime show Justin Timberlake's performance was inoffensive in every way like there he did a good job I'm not saying it was one of the best ever or anything like that I'm just saying he did a good job even if you didn't like it, fine, you are entitled to that subjective opinion. We all have them. I just shared mine. You can share yours. But was it really so bad that it deserved a think piece? There are think pieces that are written about the Super Bowl halftime show and what was wrong with and what was problematic about. Come on, get over yourself. What is it with these pseudo-intellectual discussions about the Super Bowl halftime show? The bigger problem to me is that people aren't just comparing Justin's halftime show to Prince's halftime show. They're comparing Justin as an artist to Prince as an artist. Listen, if the way to gauge somebody's worth as an artist is to compare them to Prince, then let's save ourselves some time and just say, ain't nobody good because nobody's Prince. (laughs) Snoopy is my laughing track. For real though. Why are people talking about it so much? I don't understand. You can say you don't like it. That's fine. But why are we talking about it so much? Here's the thing on that. Prince did an interview in 1985 with Rolling Stone, and he was talking about how people were bashing Stevie Wonder's new record and Miles Davis' new record, and he was saying he didn't get it. He was was saying, and this is a quote, why say that? You know, if you don't like it, don't talk about it. Go buy another record. End quote. I really like that point because you can just move on. You don't have to go into writing a think piece about it. But the other problem that I have with this is when you bash Justin Timberlake to sort of illuminate how great Prince is, you're really just associating negativity with Prince. Why would you do that? Just say Prince is really great. Don't bash someone else. It doesn't actually accomplish what you think it's accomplishing. So if you want to say something's bad, you have that right. But keep Prince's name out your mouth because you're not actually making him look any better. You're just bringing him into the muck of your nasty Internet culture. It's annoying. Why are we talking about it? So why am I talking about you talking about it so much? Let's move on to talking about today's guest. His name is Suleiman Beg. He's an improviser at Magnet Theater. One of my faves so let's just get right to it. Here's my chat with Suleiman Beg. Thanks so much for being here, Suley. I appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thank you. Thanks for so much for um, expressing an interest in my life and oh, yeah. and all my controversial <laughs> teachings and point of view. So, <laughs> listeners, buckle up. We are going to go on a rewrite of American history.
1: <laughs>
0: <I'm just laughs> um, where are you from originally? Uh my parents are from uh Pakistan. My uh both my parents grew up there. I am first generation here. I was born in uh Jackson Heights, Queens, okay. which I for thought it was many...
1: New York that you were from. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's where all brown people first come. They're all they are they all come to Jackson Heights. Uh I lived there for about four years and then I moved to the the suburbs of um of Rockland County, which is uh, about 45 minutes to, I'd say about an hour from the city. So not like, people always say like, oh, upstate. I'm like, it's not, it's not upstate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's, that's why I don't, I sound like, I think on the, on the phone, I, I sound like my name would be like Brad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't have a th- a super thick New York accent. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. You
1: have that outside of New York accent, still Northern though. Yeah. A, a Northern accent compared to my Southern, I guess I, I'm from oh. the South. So
0: where, lot, yeah, where in the South are you from?
1: South Carolina, which oh, a lot cool. of people will say like, they think I'm from Iowa or someplace. Or they'll just think I'm not from the South because I don't have a super strong accent.
0: But you're, you, know? you also sound like you, have you, have you like, uh, have you done like? I mean, I know you do this podcast, but have you done like radio or anything like that? Yeah. Because you do have like a, you have like a radio voice.
1: Yeah, I even had that voice before I did any radio.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be like cool. I, I feel like I could. You'd be like a good. I'd say like you know maybe maybe late night you know yeah, it's hey. like late night drive and you're like playing some <laughs> some ja- <light> jazz like <laughs> jazz you know.
1: <laughs> and then I mean, and then tell them tell uh, New York Public Radio to hire
0: yeah. You know what? Let's let's do. This. If anything, if anything good comes out of this interview, it's so sure that you get hired to do some late night. Because it'd be great. Some jazz would be just playing. I could just and you'd just be talking in the background, Everything, or in the foreground. The music is playing in the background. I mean, this is great. We've got ourselves. We can pitch this. This is a yes. great. I'm I'm business. all for it.
1: Looking for work. Yeah. uh Now, how long have you been in co- in the comedy world? Because I know that you've uh. done a lot outside of comedy and and improv.
0: In terms of, per like, performing and whatnot, I mean, like, I never, I, I was never, like, I was never much, I wasn't, like, a performer uh, mm. growing up. Were you, like, uh, the funny kid in class when you were in school, or? I was at times. I think definitely there were some, I, I, I went through, like, a really odd period because uh, growing up uh, South Asian, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was always like, and I was a middle child and my sister, mm-hmm. uh, who's three years older than me, we went to like the same schools and, uh, but she'd always like, we, when she would graduate, I would enter like the school, I guess. Cause it was separated by three years, each grade, each grade level, I guess, or, and so she was like the nerd and such a good student. And so like my parents were very like, we're all about like us getting good grades. And so I was very much like, I, I, Definitely, there were periods of my life where I was like super like nerd quiet but then there were like times where I would like rebel against that you know and I would uh joke around and I, it was mostly like with my friends and then eventually right. started to like leak, it started to like leak into the classroom uh, and it was always around specific teachers usually it was teachers my sister didn't have mm-hmm. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. I was well, so that I could like create my own uh per, like personality and blaze my own trails right so to speak and um and it was always odd and i always wondered if people thought that i had like now that i'm looking back on it i'm sure people were like wait why is he such a nerd in like this class and then he's like he acts like a fool and this <laughs> other people <laughs> also thought i was like crazy you know um but you know i, I was I, I i always did well in class so like teachers couldn't get mad and that's oh that's, that's a good your, that's a,
1: that was your approach that's the to, hack
0: yeah yeah that's well, the, the hack, hack ready that I any, found
1: was to make the teacher laugh
0: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. If the
1: focus was to make the teacher laugh, then everything's okay,
0: oh yeah, 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 and I definitely went for that. I would try to like I wasn't try- like I wasn't like disrupting the class right. for uh, like disruption's sake, and I think even to this day, like I have a hard like when people are i I make like jokey comments always to like the side, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that's like born out of that, and I think it always just came from I don't know if it was just like. Lighting, lighting the mood, or just being like, "Oh, here, like, I don't know, I don't know where it came (laughs) from, but it just felt the need to, like, oh, I mean, it's obviously it comes from a narcissistic place at some point where you're like, oh, attention on me, you know? Uh, But sometimes (laughs) I I feel like my, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that. I don't think it's like fully that, but I think there's like a little bit of that. But I, but for me, it was also like a funny thing just popped into my head, and I'm like almost uncontrollably, I can't just keep it there, (laughs) you know, Mm. it just comes spilling out. Um, yeah. So I never, I, I, and I didn't, I never did like theater. I never, um, did any like comedy classes growing up, even in like when I went to college, I didn't, I, i never even bothered to check if there was like a improv, uh, improv or sketch comedy stuff. I just, you know, I, I had fun like making my friends laugh and goofing around with my friends. To me, that was like, that is, and will always be like the high point of, you know, fruit. Like well, maybe maybe not always, but it is like that's. I think that's if I could trace anything back, it's just that moment of just joking around, like my, my friends and making people laugh. Um, yeah. And so, like after college, then
1: you didn't jump right into. No, no.
0: I wanted comedy. to. I wanted to. I worked in the. I worked as a news, uh, like a news newspaper reporter. Um, hmm for most of my twenties and I was in the suburbs and I, a couple of my friends, you know, they lived in the city and they were taking like improv classes. And I like, like most people like, you know, my age, like I grew up watching like, whose line is it anyway on Comedy central? And, uh, I like loved it. I would watch yeah. it. I mean, I, so much of my life is just watch was watching comedy central when it came out. Like, yeah, I think too. it started. I think, I think yeah. it started when I was in uh junior yeah. high
1: it was like 1990, it seems, when it was kind of easy to find something other than Nick at Night that yeah. had, that was like an all-the-time comedy network. Um, and so, yeah, it was like junior high when it really blew up.
0: Yeah, because I, 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 I remember, I have distinct memories, like my junior high started late and uh, I would uh, sit and like waiting wait for the bus to come and I would just watch... Um, like Mark Maron hosting a short attention span theater. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he would like talk, it would be like every, like I think half an hour's worth of like stand, stand up clips about various topics. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was just like, that's all I did. And I'd come home yeah. and I'd watch comedy central. Uh, and it introduced me to like a bunch of like sketch programs and, and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, old Saturday night live. All right. Runs um, and then in college I discovered uh, Mister Show uh, uh, and that would be on uh, HBO, HBO and, yeah. and that was that changed everything. Like I watched Mister Show and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was incredible. And I never and, like, HBO was always weird. It never had like a specific time when it played it. So when catching it on HBO, I was like, "Holy shit, this is mm-hmm. so good!" You know, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. yeah, it didn't really do anything, and then and, and then. Like I graduated, and I went and i you know I worked, and i didn't i didn't yeah, I didn't do anything, and then uh I wanted to, but like the idea of like commuting into the city to take classes and whatnot it was just like i was I don't know maybe it was just I was lazy or it just didn't seem like i uh, something that I wanted to be doing, and it wasn't until like I moved to the city when I was i think like twenty seven or twenty eight um and I took. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for a UCB class, and uh, I did, and I I hated it.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
0: <laughs> Which I thought I thought I was gonna love it. I was so excited to take it, and uh, there were some various there was some uh, you know very uh, factors behind it. One was that like the teacher that we were supposed to have, unfortunately, like had to go to like LA to shoot some stuff, so we had to sub in for like the first four weeks, and I. He just, he wasn't good at teaching like a level one, you know, level one takes a very specific mindset right. to, to teach. Um, and I think, uh, there were also a lot of, um, there were a lot, there were a lot of students in that class who were actors and were, and, and like displayed like the traits that everybody hates actors for, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like the whole, like like the like can't stop talking about themselves and the look oh, okay. at me mentality you know like those tra- uh-huh. you know you're kind of like there i mean there were some that were just really cool and they could like turn it off and be you know but there were some people i was like oh my god you know and it, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't uh so it wasn't it, it wasn't fun and afterwards i was like i don't know if i want to do more of this i tried it and i didn't really i didn't really love it i love I mean, i had fun at our class show and i definitely had like fun but you know it just wasn't I what just, you it, thought it was gonna be Yeah, you know, which was weird because I, like, growing up watching uh, Whose Line Is Anyway, all I kept thinking is, like, this looks like so much fun and it looks easy and I want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And and then, you you know, the first, I think the first thing people learn about improv is that it is not easy.
1: (laughs) It's not easy and it's not always fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, When I was in college, I did, uh, I took a class and, and it was okay and I had fun in the class and it, it was like actually something that um, was an elective for my theater minor you know like I it was oh, something I could cool. take and I was like hey that's cool so I I took it and a friend of mine was in there and he was he's hilarious so we had a lot of fun and um, I, but at the same time it just didn't take for me yeah. uh, it was really like long form that made me really really want to do improv yeah. Um, so for you, what was the turnaround? Because you had this experience where it didn't take for you either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I after- didn't do it for for years, and uh, and I think in 2012, I like I I've been joking with a friend of mine, and she had toyed around with the idea of she had done all like the levels of like UCB very early on, mm-hmm. like she had like all, like all the people that are famous now mm-hmm. were either in her class or she was like taught by them. Um, you know, like your Jason Mansukis, your Rob Riggles, your uh, all these like people. Um, and she was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I've heard good things about the magnet and I'm gonna take a class there. And I i was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> and and her uh, uh, her name is Andrea, Andrea palumbos mm-hmm. Um, and so she, uh, we, we we signed up for it, and from day one, like it was it was it changed everything mm. that I wanted to experience in that first UCB class. I got out of that that level. I had a I had an exceptionally good class. We 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 we, we just gelled real fast, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a bunch of us moved up through the levels uh, together. Which is like when you can do that, it's like a great feeling. And oh, I just yeah. like actually, I was just having this conversation with a a co-worker of mine who who i uh, who may end up taking some classes <laughs> so that the the great Ponzi scheme that is improv continues to <laughs> continues to chug along, you know but uh, but she but um i was I was telling her that like you know, in that time in between that UCB class and that magnet class, I was trying to find a hobby, a creative outlet, something that like, i was excited to do and i enjoyed doing like i you know i volunteered i um you know i i I did some rock climbing Mm -hmm. uh you know i I was just trying to find something that i was like oh i i want to do this and i'm the kind of personality type that like if i try something and i'm not like good at it right away i get bored and i'm like i don't want to you know i'm like at least i tried it i'm done. and improv is so weird to me because I fail at it so often. And I, in the <laughs> beginning, I failed a lot. But every time I failed, I was like, "I'm going to get better," you know. And um, and I do. And then sometimes I'm terrible. And but well, it's I like I haven't something...
1: seen that in the last year. I mean, I've I oh, didn't cheers. see it until the last year, but um. I haven't seen you be terrible, but it it is really encouraging to hear someone say that at the beginning, they like see someone who's, who's as strong as you are and, you know, doing as well in the improv world as, as you are to say like, "Ah, I sucked at the beginning, you know, like Uh, I had, I failed a lot because you are, but it's also a good lesson to um, hear that you were just telling yourself, I'm going to get better. Yeah, Uh, What was the mindset of that? Was it a sort of like, Uh, No, I'm determined to get better or is it more of a this is just part of the process and it's going to get easier and easier for me to do as well as I would like to.
0: I think that was always in the back of my head because everyone always talks about like it takes five years to get good at it, imp- to get to the point where you're like comfortable doing improv. You know, uh, you know you're know, you going to suck for a really long time and then at some point it's just all going to click. And I think people – I held on to that way too literally. I was like, oh, it's five years. Time, time for me to get real good at improv. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously that's not – quite how it works but you know there is a a moment and i've been very fortunate that like i get to perform at uh, at a theater in the city with a you know a built-in audience and a consistent uh crowd that really i think helps Mm um yeah so i think for for me yeah there there was that thought in the back of the head that i want to get but there was just there's something about like stretching the that creative muscle that that mm-hmm. improv muscle that i would see, when i see teams perform and like even now like i i uh i often will when i watch shows sometimes like i i forget to laugh because i'm sitting and i'm watching a show so mm-hmm Like focused, and I get angry that everyone is like what they're doing is so great, and they're so. I'm like, like I watch Trike, uh, and uh, they're you know a a duo that performs Saturday night, and I watch them, and I get angry because they're so good. (laughs) Everything they do is perfect. It looks effortless. And when you talk to them, they're like great guys, and they talk about like the same thing. Where they're like, "Oh man, I really messed up in tonight's show. I didn't know what." And I was like, "How can you say that?" Yeah, (laughs) like you know, like I, I saw it. Yeah, I don't. I
1: I have that same experience because I, I was just at the house shows last night, and at Magnet and um, saw your show, like your team, um, body. Oh, you're not in body. War, you're in Metal Boy, and yeah. uh, I saw Metal Boy and Sexy Baby, and it's like both sets were just killer. And I was sitting there like, well, this is how you do it. I don't uh-huh. do it this well, but this is how you do it. <laughs> you
0: know? That's so. Like, you know, it's so in- it's so interesting to hear that because. I think you know part of like when you're on a on a house team, you you kind of like I I I think about this a lot. When I was in the audience as a student and I would watch, I like I look I watch teams and I was like, my God, they are Mm. so good, you know. Mm. And then I wonder if people are in the audience and they like the new generation and they watch us and they are and if anyone ever thinks that because in my head. Every team that's come before us, I feel is uh, w- like w- like we're still. I'm still trying to reach a level that uh-huh. they were at. You know, like for me, it's never like. Sure, we may be, a, 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 you know, one of the uh, longest running megawatt teams, but for me, I always like I look up to teams like Brick and Chet mm-hmm. Walkins, and, and I look at like the music industry and 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 uh, you know teams like Featherweight, and I'm like, my God, when I used to watch them, I would be like my mouth i'd be like what how yeah. are they doing this <laughs> right right say <laughs> it's, like, it's 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 nice to hear that you know to be like oh wow people look at us and they're like oh wow that's how you do it you know yeah
1: no seriously because i am still i feel like um maybe i've gotten in that rut as a student where you're like you know uh i'm in classes and I feel like I'm always struggling to do what the teacher is telling us to do. And I'm just seeing how I see everyone else doing it right, but me. Um, And then you try to go to jams just to like get some reps in and it's, it's a different dynamic performing on a jam or in a class than playing with people, you know, well, it's just going to be a different dynamic. And when I went back home, over the holidays and performed a couple of times with old friends it was i was realizing just it wasn't like being in a rut but it was like oh i play a little differently now than i used to when i was here and so now i'm just like trying to remember how to play here with, right. with this group you know it's just it's a weird spot to be in but it's you know it's good to know what i have to look forward to of just like, well, I am going to get better.
0: Well, that's interesting. Is there, is, is the style of improv different in New York than it is in South Carolina? Like I'm now, I'm I'm, particular
1: theater. It's, I think, I think they're just different. It's a different curriculum somewhat. I mean, you know, a lot of this talk of like all the different types of improv, and then you see them, and you're like, you know, they're all doing good improv. <laughs> you know, Like whether it's UCB yeah. or Magnet or IO or Second City or something, you know, like you're always going to see strong work. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if someone who's big at IO was doing a show with someone big at UCB, they're going to do great stuff together. And uh-huh. it doesn't matter that they're kind of coming from different mindsets. But at the same time, uh certain things do like at my old theater there there was just a certain style of play that I had because the curriculum was different and focused more on UCB type things whereas at Magnet the focus is is different and so that's just been where my head's been at the last year and so um you know it was almost a year ago that uh we'd started taking classes at Magnet so you know it's that's a that's a good bit of time to Get into a different sort of headspace at how to approach improv. And so going back home, it's just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, What's the game of the scene?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm looking for. I'm actually, you know, really funny. I'm actually, uh, because, like I said, you know, playing with, uh, you know, Metal Boy, you know, I was fortunate enough to be on a team that, and we just, we gel so well. Uh, and I love everybody on that team. And uh, but be, playing with the same people for like four years, mm-hmm. um, well, almost four years now. Yeah, you know, you, 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 I, I, I felt myself falling into bad habits and patterns, and find like being like, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking and doing the same stuff that I would know and I don't want to mm. do that so I actually just signed up for a uh, level two at UCB mm. <laughs> for the I, I feel like it's the first day, I, it's, uh, I haven't you know <laughs> taken a class there it'll be my first class there in like 10 years but I'm, I, I just wanted the I wanted the opportunity to like uh, play around with other people because I feel like it would spark it may like sparks a different uh-huh. sense of joy and fun uh, in a way that I, I um, have gotten too like comfortable with being mm-hmm. on a being on a house team i totally uh,
1: get where you're coming from yeah there's that yeah. once you get to a certain comfortability um then it's easy to forget to reach for or, or to take risks and stuff like that that'll sort of shake yeah. things up a little bit
0: totally yeah i think it's it's important i mean, again like i've been very fortunate the magnet lets me uh perform in um uh, other shows and that always helps too. Just playing with like different voices, it keeps me on my toes, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you know, the you don't want to. I, I was just having this conversation with, with with a friend of mine. We were talking about like the, how uh, you never want to get, you never want to feel complacent, you know. And right. uh, that the, the, that's what the the creative brain, the enemy of uh, like I think a creative brain is complacency. And I think that's why a lot of times, you know, if if you're if you're too comfortable, mm-hmm. you're probably not doing your best work. You know, you need like a shock to the system mm-hmm. in certain ways. Um, I think that sometimes, I think that's why people, uh, you know, probably, they probably like leave teams and whatnot because they, it's not that they don't like performing on the team, but yeah, it's just they need a shock. Creatively, the they're like, yeah, they're just like, I, I, I'm doing, I, like, I, I need something to, 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 I need something to snap. Mm-hmm. To step forward, you
1: know? Well, that was something similar to uh, something I heard Kristen Wiig say about... Um,
0: oh, yeah. We, 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 she and I talk about this a lot. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, she was saying uh, in an interview on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee that she always was just, like, worried at SNL. You know, like, she was always like, mm-hmm. uh, there was a level of uncomfortability there. And she said yeah. that the moment I get comfortable here, I need to leave. Right. Because it would it would mean she's not taking those risks, or she's it, totally. it doesn't. Maybe she used the word scared, like the the moment she's not scared anymore, and then she needs to go. Yeah. and maybe <laughs> yeah, that's I, that same sort of thing.
0: I, I well, for me, like I like you know, I, I can be neurotic and I can be a little anxious as a as a person, and I think, I mean, I get that. Like for me, I would if I I get right before I head up on stage for a show usually a minute or so before the show, I get very nervous, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in my head, because the, 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 it's such a nerve wracking thought to be like, holy shit, I'm about to go out on stage and I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, and you're like, that's crazy. Uh, and bombing in front of people is like the worst feeling, <laughs> it's it a is. even if it's Ugh. just
1: in the classroom.
0: Yeah. And yeah, are only really
1: bombing in front of other people on stage or people on the sidelines and the, right. and the
0: teacher. It still stinks. That, it does. And so like, you know, what gets me through that is I just think to myself, like, wait a second, just just do something and the rest of the team will fix everything. You know? Mm-hmm. And you you like you've done this enough times that you like but if I, I always say that if I ever for me, if I ever lose that, then I think it's time to mm-hmm. move on and, and try that because I that would it not feeling that way would make it feel like I, like the, I remember one time I, I, I very clearly remember not getting nervous. And I remember being actually very like, I was like, Oh cool, man, I got this. I got, and it was one of the worst shows I'd ever done. Like I, I was like, well, it was bad. And I, afterwards I was like, wow. Oh, yeah. I, I can't be, don't try to become confident. <laughs> you know, don't be, don't be so confident that you're like it your arrogance like takes you out of like enjoying like that moment the, in moments in the show here's something
1: Could you mention like it takes five years around there to get good are you in that like you're when did you start at at uh magnet
0: yeah i think it was 2012 whatever hurricane sandy was my first class oh, yeah. was the was week after sandy i think or yeah week before so sandy you're yeah. at
1: like six yeah, coming up on six years, so you're at that area where it's, or or do you feel like it clicked for you a little sooner than that?
0: No, no, I, I was, I was, I mean, even at five, like the, the, here, I think when you're taking a class or when you're a student, and I, I don't remember where I heard that, but somebody was saying like, I think it might have been on like a Reddit thread where somebody was talking about like how, you know, those first few years of improv, you're like learning and you're performing, like it it takes improv is it takes time it's like any skill set you know? you're know, mm-hmm. you not going to be like i mean yes some people will become will be great faster some people just take to things easier you know and it just yeah. uh but like i would like i said i wasn't a performer my first time on stage performing was my i think my level one class show at, at ucb was like the first time i'd ever been <laughs> like on stage as like a, a, as an actor of some sort oh, wow. It definitely wasn't five years because five years, I, I remember thinking like, oh, I've been here for five years. When am I going to get comfortable? <laughs> you know, when am I going to be so great? And I, I, I would say within the last few months, um, I noticed a little bit of change in the mm-hmm. sense that when I'm on stage and I'm either confused <laughs> or I – like, or I don't quite know what is happening or what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I do not, I don't get nervous like I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I get, when I get like that, then I, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, Oh God, I'm, I, everything after that is just wrong choice, bond, wrong choice, bond, mm-hmm. wrong choice. You know, uh, until you get like the sympathy laugh from the audience and then <laughs> your teammates sweep at it because they, <laughs> it just, and, uh, Uh, I I think now, like, I feel like, even when like, like, uh, even when I'm sort of confused, I'm like, all right, whatever, just, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to ease into this and I'm just going, you know what, now my character is confused (laughs) and that's fun (laughs) to play from that, like, to to, like, sort of just like lean into that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I know like they, when you're, when you're taking classes, teachers are always talking about that. Like, you know, if you're confused, say it, there's nothing wrong with saying you're confused. And like, it's like so many improv notes. Mm. Yeah, they make sense when you're ready to hear mm. them, you know? Cuz when somebody somebody says that you're like, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, lean in." But it doesn't make any sense until like, yeah. You're like oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my god, yeah. Just at, at, if you're if you don't know what's happening, just be like, "Hey, man. I what uh, what's going on here?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. it makes it does make a lot of sense uh, and yeah. once you're in the moment, of, yeah. of it having to make sense where you're like yeah well this is the only thing that's coming to mind so it's just you know if it is the only thing that's coming to mind then it's probably what the character's thinking about so it is just a good choice it's just good advice yeah. but when you hear it you're just kind of like yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. I Feel like i could still screw that up somehow
0: <laughs> and and you know what it it, it 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 comes in cycles you know mm-hmm. like i I've definitely had like moments where I was like, Oh man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great improv. I feel great. And then I know that around the corner, it's going to be a bad show and that's going to throw me, that's going to throw me. Uh, and I'm going to be like, Oh God, I need to, uh, I need to adjust or whatever. And you know, sometimes people take breaks. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are like, I need to just step back because I, you know, but I'm stubborn and I, I. i don't want to i will not let myself beat myself (laughs) if that makes any sense i'll just barrel through like a a bad a bad improv period i'll just put my head down just run through it and stubbornly be like i'm going to beat my i'm going to beat this (laughs) probably not really wise and like i said i am incredibly lucky and fortunate that i'm on a great team that supports me and that we like who uh, will let me? Like you know, like will let me. I, I'm still allowed to perform regularly at a theater. That gives me the opportunity to to do that to barrel my way to getting good on the other side. You know yeah. if that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah. And
1: and you have this. You you have an interesting outside of improv life too because yeah. Um. You you went in the media. It's funny too actually because when you're talking about. Your upbringing and then after college life, I was like, that sounds a lot like my experience because when I, in the '90s I was watching comedy shows on Comedy yeah. Central all the time, and then got out of college and went into media. I went into radio, and you went into journalism, but you know right. media, uh, yeah, so mass communication. So, um, and then you started improv in 2012, mm-hmm. and I started improv in 2013. So, what?
0: Are uh, we the same I, person? Are we the same person? Is what I was gonna get. <laughs> that was the next cool, question.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the
0: great <laughs> twist of this entire interview. You've been talking to yourself in a mirror the entire time. <laughs> I've not seen us in the same
1: place. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so you're there, and then uh, someone says, hey, Jason, and I'm, oh, I'm here too. Yeah. Well, where'd Sully go? we yeah. are not uh, in the same place at the same time. This, someone,
0: yeah, this <laughs> podcast, this is your fight club right now. I am... <laughs>
1: I'm living I'm, a good life on yeah. the other end. Uh, I mean, but it's pretty cool, all this like media. stuff. I mean, like, so many improvisers that you talk to, it's kind of like, oh, well, I teach during the day, I teach improv during the day. So, their whole mm-hmm. life is improv, and that's great and cool um, because, uh, you know, I'd I love that life. But yeah. I, what I want to point out here is it's it seems rare in New York. Uh, for me, at least, to meet someone who's doing something completely outside yeah. of uh, the entertainment business, uh, yeah. uh, in some degree. So, um, I mean, you don't have to talk about too much, but so? I just think it's it's an it's an interesting aspect of you. So, how has one helped the other? I mean, do you think mm. because of how? Uh, you you were a reporter for most of your twenties, as you said. Uh, do you think that helps inform your improv, or does improv somehow help you do what you do uh, during the day?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's a that's a, that's a that's a great question. And um, I've had, I mean, I obviously have the I have the luxury that I, in the sense that I had a career, and for me, improv was a creative outlet. You know, when you work in the corporate environment. Even I work at an ad agency now, and it's like, you know, it's all about creativity and brainstorming, Mm -hmm. but it's still fairly, it's still like fairly corporate. You know, you still Mm -hmm. have deadlines to meet and you still have stakeholders to impress. Uh, And um, so, improv to me at the end of the day is like, oh, it's a good, it's a creative outlet. It's a place where um, people have to listen to me, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm on stage and they they, they have to. Listen to what I'm saying, and use that to move a scene forward and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I always think of it like the fact that I am not pursuing this as a career is I always thought it was like detrimental to my improv because I find the people who who are doing this professionally or using it as a skill set. Because you know if they want to be writers or comedians or actors are better at it than I am because they've mm. devoted more time to it and their brain is more. I mean, they're they this is this is they attack this with the passion that I. I don't know. I would I attack like I guess putting together communication plans. <laughs> <laughs> really exciting stuff, um, but <laughs> the the the. the, the what you would ask about, like I, I find that there the applications of improv are the other way around. Work so much like I use them so much more in my day to day job oh. uh, because I, I, I literally just it's so funny. Before uh, we had this, we had this call. I was just talking to a coworker of mine who I said like she wants. She's now considering taking an improv class. So I was, she's afraid of public speaking and mm. she said she was saying how like she knows that it's holding her back from doing other things in her career, and it'll always hold her back because she's always like nervous, and you know look Im- improv isn't the solve for like public speaking, but mm. it is like a great uh having standing up on stage and 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 making stuff up." And, and 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 like seeing an audience like react to it is like a great feeling, you know. And mm-hmm. it helps. It helps mm-hmm. in that setting, you know. Uh, it definitely helps me when I have to like lead meetings. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, so so that is a that that's a huge practical application. I find, uh, especially when I'm in, I, I, I have to sit in a lot of meetings, and I it's amazing how often people are not listening to what mm-hmm. people are saying, not even just like what they're saying, how they're saying it, uh, what they aren't saying mm-hmm. while they're saying it. And then how often people are already crafting their response mm-hmm. to what someone is saying, which t- is like the worst way to listen because you're mm-hmm. not listening anymore. Uh, <laughs> you're, or you're, you're having a conversation, <laughs> a silent conversation in your head right. about your, resp- and, you know, and, I, I I used to work with this guy and I love him, great guy. But we would um we would sit we'd call for a brainstorming session. So we'd sit around and he'd he'd be like, Here's what we here's the project we need to work on, let's some ideas. And so I would sit there and I I would throw out an idea and his first he'd be like, Yeah, good idea. That's really good because that's like the business way to do it. When someone says an idea, you always say it's good. And he's like, "But no, we can't do it." You know. And I always be like, "That wasn't my final idea. That was right. just I was I was just throwing that out there. And you've killed it to the point where like nobody can add on to it anyway. You know. Like right. that's what I love about improv: the idea that like you just you throw a ball in the air and then people are just like adding on to it you know mm-hmm. that's a terrible analogy that makes no sense why would you throw a ball in the air and people are yeah. adding people on to add it, but, you... ball, but i get the
1: idea <laughs> yeah and
0: so it's really it's it's you know um you know i like i like to talk but in meetings i often am the quiet one because mm-hmm. i like to like just listen to what everyone so back is back to your before school days I...
1: back to you when you're the class that you had to be good in
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's me. That's my repressed nerd. Because <laughs> you know how cool I am, you know that guy. That guy's always out now. Everyone's like, "Yeah, man, I got invite that cool guy to our meeting." <laughs> when I show up, there's like, "Oh man, you're such a
1: nerd." You keep saying that, but I don't know anyone who sees you as the nerd.
0: Uh, really? I don't. Know. I'm pretty nerdy. I mean, I don't know. I guess. well like being nerds. a cool guy. Is but. <laughs> really? I don't think anybody thinks we have I I mean, aside from I, I like to pretend I'm a cool guy because I'm. I also don't. You know, like you reach a certain age, and you know, you just you you are um, comfortable with what you bring to the table. Sure, you have you still have your insecurities, but at some point, you're like, mm-hmm. you know what. I'm this I'm this is it man this is as cool as I'm going to ever be (laughs) you know what I'm fine I'm 100% fine with that I'm very happy with like this personality that I've developed (laughs) yeah
1: I totally get what you're saying too yeah but I I I I distracted you from I guess what we were talking about about uh oh yeah Yeah. what goes on like in the corporate world where people are just thinking like can we do this can we not do this and they just say no I mean of course there I've heard a ton of stories about good leaders who will. Say uh, they'll ask a bunch of questions, and they will essentially take an idea to its end. Um, they're not trying to create that idea like we are in improv, but they are at least trying to bring the idea to a com- to a completion, so that right. they can figure out if it can be done or not. And yeah. uh, that can be a collaborative effort, and that's where improv can really be a beneficial. Yeah.
0: There's that there's that awesome feeling when you're brainstorming and like. It's you know everybody talks about when the idea comes together and it's like amazing and like blah, blah blah, but then there's also that little moment where like an idea fails mm-hmm. because you're like oh man we can't do it because of that, and it's like that moment where like people are like pitching an idea and they get to a place and I'm like oh no we can't do that because we don't have this and everyone's like ah oh, man, but then the, then there's this awesome second part where somebody's brain kicks into another way like hey but wait what if we decided to do this instead you know with mm-hmm. and it's like this what how cool is that moment.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. it's that's the magic of it all. Yeah, uh, that discovery, I guess, too, and that that shared discovery.
0: Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Uh,
1: so I'm pretty much new in town. I mean, it's coming up on a year, but yeah. uh, you know, wanting work in media, wanting to one day get on a house team. You're doing both of those, <laughs> so mm. you could give good advice. Oh boy. On, like the mindset of someone who's like moved here from the south. Yeah. Never lived here. But uh you know what is uh what would you tell someone who's wanting to get work in media and they just got here? What what would your advice be? And then the second part of that question would be uh coming along in the magnet curriculum, what are some tips you would give someone so that they can have uh
0: their wow. goals yeah. achieved. Oh man, I w- I mean I'm never oh man, career advice. Uh <laughs> all right, let's 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 tackle the easy one first. Working in media. Uh mm-hmm. obviously uh for me, look, I I I I've been in a place where I've been like out of work and I hustled to get to get my, you know, where I where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And uh I look, it, it's it's uh, depressing and mm-hmm. very overwhelming, and um, frequently there are just moments where you're just like, oh, I'm done with it all." And yeah. but you can't because you need to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I, I look. I, I every time I'm looking for a job, it becomes a full time job for me. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like getting up in the morning, getting a cup of coffee, and sitting in front of a computer and uh, applying for jobs, uh, updating my resume, mm-hmm. create like create a website where you can showcase because a lot of employers now. Website, it's like, I mean, a uh, resume is cool and all, but like, they want, like you know, sometimes people just want to click through because they just want to click through and see some of your work and some of your visual skills, especially in the media world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I love what you're doing. You have your podcast. That's great. That's a great thing uh, uh, to have and to point out to, like, look, I am doing this. This mm-hmm. is, a, you know, it's a, it's a good um, uh, project that one, I guess, like, uh, you know, keeps you busy, keeps your mind going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like it, it's good to have those those side projects. Um, I think it's important to find a place you want to work at. If you, I mean, if you don't have a LinkedIn page, I would d- make a LinkedIn page and start yeah. connecting with people. You know, like you have. I mean, you can start. It's I, I'm terrible at networking, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I hate it. I wish there are people. Who have only gotten to where they are in life because they 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 are such good networkers. You know, yeah. they, they every buildings are filled with these people who uh, uh, aren't good at their job, but they can they can network and they can schmooze real well. And I don't have that. <laughs> I wish I had that ability. Uh, but you know, um, you just I I, uh, I would I would set up like. Uh, exploratory interviews. Like, take, mm-hmm. ask people out to like, hey, look, I'm really interested in what you do. Can like, do you want to meet up for a coffee? I I've, I've had so many coffee <laughs> just meetings mm-hmm. with people to just, you know, uh, I reached out to a lot of my, you know people to just to see what was out there mm-hmm. uh, and try to find something, you know. And mm-hmm. it's a hustle, man. It, it 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 it. That's what it is. And like I. Like, those are like practical things you can do. You know, I would you know yeah i mean guys, it's important things. yeah i mean i, I think that's it, it it seems obvious but there, it's amazing to how how like you're just kind of like i oh, i don't have the time to do that or i don't want to do it but the thing is, you, you have you have to do it you know that's what i did oh, uh yeah. i was just doing it um and then uh and also you know you make sure like we want to when you find the place, make sure that's like the place you want to be at. I think a lot of times people want to just get that job and just to, just to have something. But remember, like you know, a job is like where you spend most of your time. Yeah. you know, you want to make sure that you are. Uh, it's like a it's like dating someone. You know, you yeah. want to make sure that you're they you want them as much as they want you. Yeah. That's all really good advice, one
1: bit of advice that I heard for networking. they were saying to go to happy hours and mm. meet people, and it's like, well, that just sounds like trying to pick up a, a date
0: yeah well i mean so cool. it it's weird because in advertising that people drink and 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 people go out and it works That's like i mean it is't oh, it, okay. it's not a bad it's not a bad networking uh you know when you meet people and you finish so. their drink. Yeah, people should get often. they could have hired, people could probably hired you at a job if you were drinking with them, and uh, the next day, they're like, oh, what did I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Sorry. I like the, the coffee idea, but now you're turning me on to this happy hour. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, look, it's not such a bad idea. Yeah, I, always, I mean, because everybody, I mean, most people have coffee. It's much, I mean, for an informal one, where people don't even know you, I think coffee is always, like, nice, it's just, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, let them know, if like, look, look, I know you're not even hiring, I just... I'm interested in what's happening here, and you know what? Like people people love to talk about themselves most of the time. Look at me; I've been chatting away nonstop, and you know yeah. like it's. And then people, and then people want to feel important. So when somebody asks you for your advice, even if you may not happen, you can do what I do and just ramble off some garbage for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then improv, man. I don't. My advice: if somebody wants to get on a, just. I mean, obviously, you know, take classes. Mm-hmm. Start. Uh, I, what I would do, and I, what I did, uh, because I, it, I never thought I would make it into like level six at the magnet, and, that, and that's the last level before right. you can allow to audition. I never thought I'd make it to six. Um, and and so do you I, have
1: to, um, uh, for both five and six, audition?
0: No, no. That I think five and six is based on teacher recommendations. Okay. As far as I know, they may. I don't know if they've changed that. I'm pretty sure that's the, the same way. Um, but what I did was after five, I like I'd been. I I made friends and people that I liked performing with, and I made my own indie team. And mm. we we practiced. We were together for. I want to oh man, almost almost two years, which felt like we practiced every week. Every Thursday, we practiced, and we had we thankfully had like the ability to have shows, sparsely attended shows, shows that were only set up that that probably only we only played for like the other teams on the bill, and uh, but we like we treated it ourselves like we were a like a like a like a house team. We practiced. We had a coach. We paid mm-hmm. dues uh and we and we did shows and i think there is the prestige and you want everybody wants to be on a house team because it's like great you know it's a it's a it's a badge of honor and it's also a validation that like oh i've been taking all these classes i audition and finally people think i'm good you know it's the, i get that i get that uh that feeling because everybody feels it mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to stop there. You know, like I feel like, uh, Indy, there are an, there are amazing indie teams out there. Um, and, um, I think if your goal is to get on a house team, one like that, sh- don't make that your ultimate goal. Cause there are so mm-hmm. many cooler, there are cooler things happening around it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the magnet, you know, you, there are places for, you can find, Place to perform in the city, you know, and yeah, you gotta to invite, sure. uh, you know, the but I, I mean, I, I always say, like, yeah, just practice, get form an indie team with people that you like and you get along with.
1: Yeah, I do uh, really want to do that. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're saying don't make it an ultimate goal just to get on a, a house team. I don't know that I was making it an ultimate goal, but yeah, I, I probably was. Looking at it in a, such a way that it, you know, it makes sense for you to say, "Well, hang on, there are other good things too."
0: <laughs> yeah, like
1: if it doesn't happen, yeah, uh, I mean, you could it, still have this great indie team or something like that,
0: it, right? And I, like the thing is, like, and it, it it's sort of like contradictory to me because when I when I was going through, I did want to get on a house team, but when I performing that indie team, I think really like I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many fun shows and just being around those people and it felt so great and i I know from not my unfortunately unfortunately not from my experience but like people there are house teams that are filled with like great performers but they don't gel well as a team and Mm -hmm. they you know they fall apart or they don't they're not playing to the level that they all want to be playing at so like it can be like an arranged marriage it's like hit or miss you know i just happen to be fortunately to be uh uh put on a team that gelled really well from the start and mm-hmm. you know you know we we you know we had you know just like any team we uh you know we we bicker and stuff like that but we we, res- <laughs> yeah. we respect our you know each other as as friends first mm-hmm. and so it's much easier for us to get like work through stuff but uh i really like i said i realize how fortunate i am mm-hmm. to be in that situation because there are people that didn't didn't have that experience but that's that's where I feel like if you had a great or you had an indie team that you perform with people that you love, like that's a feeling that you can you know you can still experience.
1: I love it. That's that's good advice.
0: Yeah, make that like a, make that your email signature. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: <But> I'll still <laughs> I'll still quote it as you. So yeah, yeah, do definitely. Yeah, please. but then again, <laughs> we've not been in the same place at once, so right. maybe it really is from me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, we're at the end of the episode. Um, Yay, we did it! I think any other pod uh, episode of the podcast, uh, or at least recent one, I would say, hey, that's that was the thing we created. But let let me just actually try to create something right now with you. Um, Do it. What sort of things would you be pitching in your career? maybe there's some sort of idea there that we can come up with cuz you work in advertising so maybe we Yeah, I,
0: well I work in I work not I I don't work like for like a a client. My client per, like is the actual agency itself. I work in the corporate communications department. Okay. Uh, right. So right right now I am uh working I have to I'm I'm trying to come up with a uh a launch plan for a and this is going to be so boring sounding, but it's a uh, knowledge platform. What that means uh-huh. is it's a global system uh-huh. that uh, will be. It's like it's it's an internal facing platform where we'll be where around the world teams and departments will be able to upload like uh, case studies assets, tools. It's mm-hmm. basically, as my boss said, a library of stuff, which okay. I loved. And <laughs> I was like, that's what we need to call it. A library of stuff is so much interesting than a knowledge, knowledge content. Oh, you yeah, know, To me, so I was trying to think of interesting ways to kick it off. And one of the ideas that I was thinking about was uh, putting together a short series of videos where people around the world are ask like showing like my i get asked so many ridiculous questions sometimes on a daily basis at the Mm -hmm. end like this system will solve it like people like hey can you send me that um uh the logo for you know blank and i'm like oh my god it's in the goddamn server but now like i can just be like it's on agora or you know what's the name of the platform so i could just be like Mm -hmm. uh so i was thinking of a series of spots like that not spots cuz they're not they're just, it, it's internal focus i was trying to think of something like that well solve this problem for me jason please like what <laughs> i don't know i have to pre- I have to present this in 15 minutes
1: uh and and you need me to come up with
0: Look, jason you're a consultant right i hired you for this
1: <laughs> you did but um brief me again on what the problem is, because it sounds like all you really have to do is go in and present
0: it. Okay, right. Jason, I, I really I, okay. I, I see what you're, I see what you're saying there. So you're saying when I walk into that boardroom <laughs> mm-hmm. and I tell and I just talk about yeah. the platform. Yeah, people will just assume that that's my plan. Well, I mean, I could. I don't know a plan. Not, all right, look, you're the you're the consultant here, so I, you know I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to defer to you. Well, that is uh, okay.
1: You need a plan. Yeah. And just telling them what the thing is is not.
0: A do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want
1: to drink? <laughs> we. Uh, I. I'll have one in a
0: second. Great. Well, you know, you can't go into a meeting without having a little little buzz on. so oh, you I know. didn't know that. <laughs> well, it's advertising. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm new here. I'm just consulting. I, you know, what's a plan? I tell them uh, the, the plan first will be to use uh, social media.
0: Okay, great. Now, again, the only problem is that this is internal. So you don't, we can't really use social media because it's going to go outside. But I like what you're So you're, you're not thinking. using like
1: Facebook because didn't Facebook have a. Uh, and like an internal weren't they focusing on having like internal platform
0: yeah no they are but this is a company of like twenty five thousand people and getting them all on a facebook platform is going to be real tough considering that what we're launching is another platform okay okay yeah i Uh, guess
1: it doesn't make sense to use did you read the brief that i sent over i did not wow uh,
0: you are Interesting. Just, you are just gonna be high honest. statusing the way the you're high statusing me right now. I love it. I love this. <laughs> this is great. I'm just
1: being honest. Some there's an emergency, uh, and could not read it. Read the brief.
0: Look, look, I don't want to delve into your personal life. You know, we're at work, even though we're having a drink. But mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm okay. So wait, 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 wait.
1: <laughs> well, Let's put a little gin in that tonic because I'm gonna need it. You're gonna go in and now you're going
0: can you can you not go through my drawers please I will get Mm -hmm. you the I will get you the gin just yeah thank you thank you So now
1: it's like what 12 minutes
0: yeah also can you can you put my clock down it's fragile like
1: I don't sure 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 sure, sure.
0: I don't know what you're doing it was beautiful
1: I thought it was beautiful I didn't mean I get get it fingerprints I get it it's just very
0: delicate it's made out of it's made out of toothpicks that are glued together my son did that it was a it's
1: I thought it was interesting and I thought I didn't think it was toothpicks. I thought it was something a little sturdier. So I will uh, just sleep
0: well, here. Right like, let's just take our focus off of okay. the clock, okay. and we're okay. gonna talk at this presentation that I'm giving in 11 minutes now.
1: Okay, it's maybe more like 10 and a half minutes looking at the clock.
0: Yeah. Okay. You can, let's let's you know I'm gonna move the I'm gonna move the clock. Okay. I'm gonna put it okay. where the gin is. All right. I'm gonna put it in the drawer with the gin. There it is.
1: Listen, just. <laughs> Do what
0: I always do. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is good. Can I wait? I'm, I'm write it down.
1: I start asking them questions. I ask them questions like, what would you do? And then oh, they, they start saying stuff. Like, oh, I, do, I would diversify, whatever. They just say things. You write those down.
0: Diversify. Like,
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm i not telling you to diversify now. I'm just saying, like, whatever they say. Write diversify
0: later. Okay, mm-hmm
1: diversify the later date right and if you get people shouting out a few ideas at once just take the one that's the best one and say oh that's that's the one i'm gonna go with right and then like the ones that aren't the ones you're going with you could be like yeah that won't work and uh hey that's good that's good but that won't work and then you point to whoever said the good idea is like uh Stacy, you had a really good idea, uh, and that's actually what I was planning on doing.
0: Mm, Stacy has never had a good idea. I can tell you that.
1: Okay. Well, maybe today's
0: the lucky day. Well, I don't know. I think you know the the Stacy here. Have you met her? She nice.
1: well, briefly. Not a, not, she seemed uh, not,
0: not sharp. She seemed sharp. Okay. I I saw her drinking expired milk she's then she's
1: not sure then don't take her idea
0: <laughs> huh. all right i think we did it i think whatever we were trying to accomplish we did it whatever we made something i don't know what that was i don't i don't you know But <laughs> that was great advice i will maybe when my boss asks me what my plan is i'm like you know what what is your plan
1: <laughs> that's all you have to do yeah Just keep asking questions.
0: That's the tenet of improv, right? Just ask questions. (laughs) Well, there it is. Uh, Suli,
1: thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate him coming on. Suli's cool. I I look up to Suli like he's an upperclassman, and like he's the quarterback of the football team, and I'm some nerdy freshman, and I just don't want to embarrass myself in front of him. I'm like a few months older than him, but I'm looking up to him like he's he's an upperclassman. There are a couple of other people at, at Magnet like that, and I'm older than these people that I'm talking about, but I still am like, oh, I don't, don't want to embarrass myself, want to look cool in front of them. That's pretty much me 24-7 around these people. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I'm really thankful that he was on and shared his thoughts and advice. I thought it was really great advice. If you want to follow the theater, you can. Uh, You can go to magnettheater.com. You can also follow Suli. He's on Twitter at SiriusSuli and Instagram at SiriusSuli. Of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at There It Is Pod. Please do so. You can follow me as well on Twitter at Jason Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Picks. Very excited about next week's episode. It's another magnet person who's super great. Can't wait to share that interview with you. Until next time, be good to each other.